Okay, I'll bring you a couple of words on Shabbos Chazoyim and Parashas Dvorim, which is always the Chibur before the Chum. So, of course, we know that there's some words in the Parsha that connect to the Chum with Echa, the famous Medrash Rabbah. But I want to try to give a Toichen, maybe another understanding why specifically Sefer Dvorim is always the introduction to Tisha B'Av. Why is it like that? So Sefer Dvorim begins with the Divrei Techoch of Moshe Rabbeinu Tekla Yisrael. So firstly, that's what Chazal tells us. Chazal gives us a whole explanation that you shouldn't be mechich somebody till the end. You shouldn't throw out your wrath till the end. Not to ruin your relationship. Marshal to a father and a son. So obviously, the Rechaim HaKodesh points this out as well. It's obvious that you go through all the Svogim, you see Moshe Benu gave Christ for plenty of Musa. Moshe Benu is given Svogim full of Musa. So what's unique to Sefer Dvorim? Why is Sefer Dvorim called the Sefer Tachocha? Moshe gave Musa. So Rechaim HaKadosh says that Sefer Dvorim is unique that Moshe gave Musa to everybody. The Gantz Kali Israel. Not, in, not just the individuals. He gave it to the whole Am. And that's what's unique. He says the way, the way he understands the Rechaim, in each event, whether it's Misloinim and Misoninim and Koyach and Demoyim, all of these cases were segments of Kali Israel that he was giving Musa to. And that's why Sefer Dvorim starts, There's an emphasis that this is what he spoke to all Klal Yisrael. So perhaps this will also answer why this already the Torah to me masks. We know that Moshe starts Sefer Dvarim specifically talking about the Maise Koyach and the Maise Egel. Specifically addressing those two events. But he, adve- he addresses it Bo Mizah. He doesn't say it explicitly. He says, the love of Machatzeres, it's Maise Koyach, the Dizov, that's the Maise of the Egel. And the Rebbe of Heschel already explains why it's reversed, why the events are reversed, because really, right after the Chet of the Egel, Moshe was Muhammad's Chus. Moshe told Hashem, since the Anoichi Hashem Alekech was Loshin Yochet. Right? Singular, in a singular way he addressed Klai So Klai could have thought, Lidi Barat of Again, this is a vital limitzchus that Klaisel could have manipulated and said, "You were talking to me, to Moshe." But Koyach said, "Kol kulam kadosh." The whole aid is kadosh. So Chazal said, "What's kadoshim?" We all heard Amaychei Hashem Oikech. So Koyach dismissed that argument, that argument that Moshe Rabbeinu had, "Lidi Barat of Eloheim, you were only talking to me." Koyach himself uncovered that that wasn't the perception. So therefore, he gave new life into the Chet of the Egel Azov. And the name of Moshe Rabbeinu was Maktim Koyach to the Egel Azov. But Rashi then says 
that since this is the Gnus of Klai Yisrael, these events are not exactly our glorified moments. So Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to say it Burmiza, say it in a hint fashion, not to not to mamish clearly in, a, in an open way scold Klai Yisrael. So the Torah to me asked, what do you mean? Go through Sefer Shmois. And you see, Moshe out and out gives it to Klai Yisrael. Go later on in Sefer Dvorim, the events that are recorded. So what's the idea why Dafka here at the beginning of the Sefer, Moshe Rabbeinu says this, Belashim Remiza. So the Torah to me has a generic answer that he gives to answer many questions. And his approach is, in the Sefer to Sefer's Brocha, that the beginning of a Sefer we call Psach Tvorecha Yoyer. When you start something, it should be it should be light. You don't start with negativity. You don't start with negativity. That's the, as if I state the Torah to me, and with that he answers other questions that we showed him talk about in, in, in Psochim, why the Masechta starts, oh, Abba right? Talking about night. It says, or. So the Gemara says the reason why the Masechta starts with or is because you don't want to say Maguna, you don't want to say something negative. Night is darkness. So everybody asks, what I mean, later in the Masechta, it says clearly, Boit It's black and white. So the Tenet says, yeah, but you don't want to start the Masechta with something. So although it's, a, it's, a, it's a, definitely a, an interesting approach that Tamima has, I always felt that his approach was difficult. Because although in Psochim, it sheds light, right? But over here in Dvorim, the question could be, you see, in, in Psochim, the Tana starts with Halacha B'dikis Chometz. The first Halacha that you have Pesach is B'dikis Chometz. That's the first Halacha that hits him. So that makes sense. So the Tana had no choice but to start with Halachas of night. And therefore the Tana camouflaged it with the lotion of oil. So it should sound like light. Because the Tana had to juggle between telling you the halacha of the night of the 14th and not to say night. But Moshe Rabbeinu had a choice here. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have to start with Egel Azov at all. Why do you have to start with it and then camouflage it? Forget about it. Don't mention it at all. If, if we're going to take the Torah Tamimah's approach that you don't want to start a safer with negative, so don't start with negative. So Moshe Rabbeinu picks the two most negative events, and then he manages to, to, to hide it in the words of all the Rechatserahs who dissolve. Well, why start with it at all? That's why this Mahalach never sat well. I never really fully grasped this approach. In other places I understood I would answer it, but here... It, it was very difficult. So I'll tell you about how I think that can answer this question. The Rechaim HaKadosh, in his, in, in his explanation of the difference between Sefer Dvarim and the other Svarim, he points out that Moshe was royal Yisrael. He was the shepherd of Klai Yisrael. So the Rechaim doesn't throw his words out in vain. He obviously that's part of his explanation why Moshe spoke in this fashion. Because if you look at the Rambam in Uchus Morochim, 
The Rambam lists all the chashivas of a king, how chosh of a king is, and the covet you have to give a king, and everything. But then he ends these alochas in pair of bays, and he says, Kederach shecholak leyakos of covet. Although the Torah gives covet to the king, he himself, the king has to be humble. And then he says, the, the, the king has to go ahead and have tremendous pity and be kind to Kalal Yisrael. Whether it's the smallest or the biggest. Like Dovah Amar Chlop Shloimeh. The Bnei Barzilai, the lowest heaven, Klal Yisrael, they should be in the palace. The Rambam goes out of his way. He says he should honor the most, the humblest Jew. You have to honor a mamish like the Godin. But then here's the Russian that he says. Sometimes the king on an individual level has to scold his advisors, his inner circle, on an individual level. But he says when he talks to the whole cohort, he should talk softly. When he talks to the tzibur as a whole, he has to be much more careful. As is Dr. Ramba. And this Eilon and then he goes to Moshe Rabbeinu and Yankif, and then he ends by saying, "Shavei Moshe," he says, "Roya, Roya, Koreyakos." So when, when, you, when, as in the in the position of Melech, as the Malach of Klai Yisrael, his job was when he addresses the whole nation to talk rakos. So that would explain why he he hid. He hid his Musa over here in this introduction to Sefer Dvorah. But we still go back. What changed now? The Medrash Talchume says the following. The Medrash Talchume says, And the Medrash makes a different diuk. These are the words, Whenever it says, like Rashi says in Mishpatim, it's telling you there's something unique about these words that are different than the words till now. So the Medrash Tanchuma says, Fascinating Medrash Tanchuma. It's almost like Eilad Vorm is projecting what Klaisor were feeling. Klaisor is saying, Wow, you're talking. Eilad Vorm, Ashadibe Omeisha. You told us you're a cloud pair. You told us you can't speak. What's going on? This, this is what the Menesh Tanchuma says. So the Eilat Vorm Moshe is reflecting Claudius' feelings. How are you talking now? The obvious question that stands out in this Chazal is that Moshe Rabbeinu has been dashing to us for the last 40 years. Sefer Dvorim is recording Moshe's communication with us the last 36 days of his life. This is the end. This is the end of the end. Moshe's been talking all these years. Why are we all of a sudden amazed 
אלו הדבר מה שדיבר משה, אמרו ישראל, מה אני מבין? אסמו למעלת אלו יש דברים. יסטרי? מה אני מבין? יסטרי? אבל פור יזגו. פור יזגו משה רבנו סב לו יש דברים. אבל השם אפרוצים בדסנה. That's when Moshe Rabbeinu said, I'm not in this dwelling. He was not short of words all these years. So what changed? It's a pella. It's a mamish a pella. So I always felt that this medrash is really shedding light on a statement of the Vilna Gorn that the Dubna Magad is Talmud Muvik brings from his Rebbe, the Vilna Gorn. The Vilna Gorn tries to explain what, in what way is Sefer Dvarim different than the rest of the Torah. We know Sefer Dvarim, Chazal tells us, Moshe said it on his own, right? The order is different. There's a famous Marami Ranjberg in Yevomus that says that's the Pshat in the Gemara of the Andav Dawid, that the Gemara says in Yevomus that even if you normally don't darshan, when you find two things together, you don't darshan smuchim. The Gemara says, "B'mishnah Torah Darshin." In Tvorim, when you find two things together, you do Darshin. So the Ram Ganjberg says, "Why?" He says, "Because Moshe mipiatz mayomro." So we don't say, "Ain nokoi muktem umuchem b'ter." Normally, we say that this man Dama holds he can't Darshin the smuchim, but in Tvorim, you could. But the God told his Talmud to do the Magid. A fascinating idea. He said that there was an actual difference in the Nevoe between Sefer Dvorim and the other four Svorim. The Chas V'Sholem to say that one word of Torah Asmoisha wasn't given to him by the Rabbani Shalom. Chas V'Sholem. Kfirin. That would be Apikosis. For somebody to say that Sefer Dvorim is Moshe Rabbeinu's pen, Chas V'Sholem, not connected to what Hashem told him, that would be kfire. So what is it? So the Goran told the Dubna Magid, all of the four Sfarim were shechino megaberes mitoch geroinoi. Moshe Rabbeinu was not even projecting. The shechino was talking through Moshe. Moshe was like a puppet. And the shechino was, the koyla shechino was coming out from him. Sefer Dvorim says the Goran, Moshe was koilet to the vuah. Moshe absorbed to the vuah. And he, with his own mouth, delivered it. So there was actually a difference in the vuah. Mamish, was a, it, it was different. Fascinating God. And according to the God, that's the words, Moshe mi pi omra. That's what it means. Moshe's own mouth uttered these words. Nachas Fashon, these were Moshe's ideas. But Moshe communicated them with his own tools of speech. Fascinating God. And the God now with the Medrash, it's Mamish calls Mamish in the Agafim, the in the Agafim. For the 40 years that Moshe was giving the Vua, Kleiso had no question how he's talking, because he's not talking. Shino Medabelas Mitor Goronai. The Shekhinah was projecting. So Christ had no kasha. But now all of a sudden, Sefer Dvarim, Moshe is talking. That's Pshat. Omu Yisrael, 
Esmoel, yesterday, Matas Masai, they weren't going back 40 years ago. Matas Masai, you were raised to him. Matas Masai was Shechina Medaberes, Mitter Kroinoi. And now, the Achshavata Medaber. And now? Now you're talking? So really, like I said, the God and the Medrash go Mamish arm in arm. The question is, but why? Why was Sefer Dvarim different? So now we, under, we have an understanding of at least what was the difference. Why was it different? So here is what I think is the punchline. The punchline is as follows. And it could be this lies in the few words that the Medrash does share with us. The Medrash Tanchumim. Moshe Rabbeinu, Alts Rabbeinu Moerim Shal Yisrael, he had to teach us a very important Yisait. And this is a Yisait that we, I don't think we, we as a, as a nation, sufficiently appreciate this idea. And that is that every single characteristic that we have is from the Rabbani Shalala. And even our negative characteristics also comes from the Rabbani Shalala. Every need that we have was created by the burial. And the Mela, even something which is totally entrenched within us, totally, a person's temperamental, they're, they're cheap, they're, they're impatient, things that you feel just make up your DNA, who you are, those, those are from the Rabbani Shalala. Everything Hashem gave us is curable. He gave us the characteristic and it's curable. And that's why the Torah is, 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 is a ripui for everything. And for that reason, every need that we have is like considered a levush. The Sarah Maktoshim discussed this in detail. Every single characteristic we have is considered a levush, a garment. Why? Just like a garment could be removed. So can a meter. And just like a gorgeous, you could take a homeless individual from the street and wash him up and give him a haircut and put on a tuxedo. And within an hour, he looks, he looks stunning. Stunning. Every single characteristic is called a lavush. And the burialam, the burialam could be mirapa everything from a person. The lekadyosha, brings down that one of the times the Talmud of the Rashba, one of the Talmudim, one of the Tainas of Moshe Rabbeinu, was that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shimunu Amorim. By the Chet of the Meim Meriva, Moshe called Chayis Amorim. In Sefer Dvarim, he repeats it again. Mamrim Ayisimim Hashem. So he asks, what's going on? Brings down the Shem the Rashba. Unbelievable answer. By the Meim Meriva, Moshe said, Mam. Shimunu HaMoyim, Moyim is a title. Moyim is saying, this is who you are, this is your essence. That he wasn't supposed to do. Mamiyam HaYisimim HaShem is a behavior. A behavior, that, that, that was his job. He told him, this is a behavior. A behavior could change. It's not, it's not the essence of who you are. Moshe Rabbeinu in the final run, before he leaves us, his final lesson is, Boisai, he's telling Klai Yisrael, every single nature you have can be changed. 
Every single element that you have could be changed. The same Rebbein that created you and molded you, he could cure every single characteristic that you have if you make the attempt to do so. And the Mela, Moshe Rabbeinu became that living example. Sefer Dvorim, Moshe became a Medabel. Moshe became, as he was giving us this lesson, he began to talk to show us that even the impediment that was so much part of who he was, Moshe was a lawyer, even that changed as he was conveying this message to Klaus. And that's why when he talks about the Chet of the Eagle, he says in Paramiza to tell them, Rabbi it's not who you are. I'm not calling you Oivdei Egel, because that's not who you are. That was an event. Took place. That was the location where the event took place. It's not you. You're no longer Oivdei Egel. Koilach was an event. In a sense, by Moshe starting to him this way, that was a positive idea. To tell Christ or Abuisai, this is not who you are. And the man, look at the Medrash, I'll just read you the words. Says the Medrash, Kaiser said, Listen to the Medrash, Omar Rav Yitzchak, says Rav Yitzchak, Shineyes HaToyrov Tisrape. Learn Torah and you'll get cured. That fits beautifully with the idea that I'm trying to convey over here. That Moshe's lesson was that everything about you is transformable. Even something as scientific as, as, your, as your impediment, which that's who you are, even that could change. And that's, that's why this Sefer Dvarim, HaKadosh Baruch Dafka had it done differently, to match this lesson that Moshe was giving Klaisol, the final lesson. This is the final lesson. The final lesson to Klaisol is that there is nothing that can't change. There is nothing that can't change. And that was the final Musa of Moshe Rabbeinu. And perhaps this Musa wasn't able to be given in its fullest fashion. Because we didn't see in Moshe himself this. But now we saw in Moshe, Moshe became that living example. Moshe became that living example. So I was thinking that that's the reason why this is the introduction to the Chum. Because as I always say, Tisha B'Av is not a time to be in Avils. Tisha B'Av is not a time to mope. I'm not a big chassid of people reading sad books that have nothing to do with the Chum. Because I, I really don't feel that that has any benefit. And just the opposite, it's a distraction. And the job of Tishabov is Klal as a nation and every Yochid the Yochid as an individual to focus on the areas of their life that they could change, that they could make the Shachanti That's why because it's in us. How much Shechina is dwelling within us? I always understood the Eska Kasha that means Abayi the Rav's generation was a Chuban Abayi's? Rav Akiva the Chavegov? Chuban Abayi's? No. In Abayi's generation it was Nivne. 
Because they brought more Shekhinah to the world. But any generation that doesn't succeed to bring more Shekhinah, that's another Chum. That, that's in that time. Abayi the Rebbe was Nivna B'yemehem. Was Nivna B'yemehem because they brought Moshchin into the world. And in Mela, there's no more appropriate way to bring in Tisha B'av than to go through Sefer Dvogam, which teaches us that every element of our life could be, have Moshchin in it. Every element of our life, even the areas that we think are completely flawed, we have to understand that even if we have in us ego azov, it's not. It's only a location. It's only dissolve. Even if we have a shtikul korach in us, it's only love and vachatseris. It's just a location. We can just walk away from it. It's not us. It's a location. And every element of our life is just a maramokam. And we should talk all bizeicha to, like the, like the Medrash says, shenei to be mizdapik in the Torah, to transform ourselves, to make ourselves all really living, living testaments to the Ashwas Hashchina, and we'll be zeichet to the Binyan Abayis Bemeir of Yomein. So what do you mean every meter that a person has in them is a lavush? It could be removed, it could be fixed. Just so like a garment could be fixed. Because I feel that applies to me, because a lot of times I make fun of people, and I'm judgment against people who have temperament, people who are impatient or something. I'm, I feel that I have a certain make jokes. Okay. I don't know about that.